The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss the importance and benefits of data warehousing. Joining us is Tejas Manahar, who is the co-CEO of HighTouch, which is a reverse ETL platform that enables modern teams to activate their data from cloud data warehouses to their many business and marketing applications. And in addition to providing us with our guest today, HighTouch is a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast. Yesterday, Tejas and I talked about why the data warehouse is your most powerful marketing tool. And today we're going to continue the conversation talking about why composable CDPs are your next generation tech. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Tejas Manahar, the co-CEO of HighTouch. Tejas, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for having me, Ben. Excited to have you back on the show. Thanks again for being one of our sponsors. And I want to continue and pick up where we left off yesterday, where we were talking about some of the problems that marketers have, which is figuring out what tools they really need and how to avoid essentially buying technology bloat. And the closer you can get into the single source of truth, the less tooling and solutions you need to layer on. And that gets into really what HighTouch's main thesis is, is giving people access to their underlying data warehouse. In theory, CDPs are meant to do this exact thing, right? We've all heard and been marketed by a million CDP companies at this point. Talk to me about what a composable CDP is and why is that so important for marketers? I come from the CDP world, actually, you know, before founding HighTouch, I was an early employee at Segment almost seven, eight years ago at this point. And sort of saw that space rise up from even before it was called a CDP. And for those of you who don't know, the overall proposition of uh, software in the CDP category is basically saying, hey, you have so much data at your company, but you can't do anything with it. And you don't know how to use it from a marketing perspective. So here's what you should do. Go across all your different assets, like your websites, your mobile apps, your checkout point of sale systems in a store, and implement this universal way to track customer data. Basically writing these little lines of code and using basically tag managers to track user events like product added to cart, product checked out, user logged in, user signed up. And then all that data flows into a CDP, like a segment or an imparticle or a Linux treasure data. There's so many solutions. 
And then the CDP is going to be the home for that data where you can slice and dice it up and send it to a bunch of different systems. And effectively, what I found is the CDP made a lot of sense when there was no other data systems at a company. But over the last five, six, seven years, it's become abundantly clear that no company can actually put all their data in a SaaS tool and use that as their source of truth, especially when you're above a certain size. And the source of truth is actually the data warehouse or the tools that companies are using for BI reporting, analytics, et cetera. So at Hightouch, we brought this new proposition to the market, which is, hey, why a traditional CDP? You can go for a composable CDP where you can stand up a customer data platform on top of your data warehouse in literally hours or days instead of taking six to 18 months to implement a customer data platform from scratch to pay twice for storing all your data of your customers and to then have an incomplete record of data that you can't run all the fancy marketing personalization campaigns on that you wish for when you started the project. I guess the problem that I have, or the the, the lack of understanding, maybe I should say, is it seems like this is a solution that solves the same problem. And what I'm hearing from you is it used to be data warehouse feeds data to CDP, which feeds data to various marketing activation platforms. And now, instead of it being moving from one platform to the next and into the end platform where the activation is happening, it seems like there is some sort of a middle layer in the data warehouse or a plugin that goes to your warehouse that skips that second platform. But essentially, a composable CDP solves the same problem that a traditional CDP does. Am I right? Yeah, it's a great question. So in the end of the day, you know, our goals align with traditional CDPs. We want to help marketers be able to act on and activate their data. That being said, I mean, you, you mentioned something interesting. The traditional CDP is actually... They, you know, often like Segment or Imparticle or any of the solutions in space don't really suggest to implement a CDP off the data warehouse. The way you actually implement a CDP typically is you have to use their actual SDKs or libraries or tag managers to track all these individual events of what customers are doing from scratch and send it to them. So they're saying, you don't have good data and you need to start from scratch and get all your information to us in the segment way or the CDP way, and then we'll help you to get it to all the places you need. And what I found is actually something you mentioned interesting is that most larger enterprises were having a heck of a hard time to stand up their customer data platforms because it was just so difficult to go through all the properties that a company like Warner Music Group, one of our customers, owns and try to collect all your data again from scratch in this sort of CDP way. So some of them actually started to resort to be like, okay, I'm going to build some custom scripts and tooling and high-scale data infrastructure that feeds my CDP off a data warehouse, but ended up ultimately time and time again, resulting in this incomplete view of the world inside of the CDP and these laborious processes that required a bunch of data engineers to move data around. So at Hightouch, we just looked at the problem and we we're like, wow, if companies are building this like rich source of truth in their data warehouse, why create another source of truth? Let's cut out that middleman altogether and let's just help these companies activate the data in the warehouse, whether it's syncing data with a SQL query or a visual audience builder that has A-B testing and analytics and all sorts of powerful features. 
All right. So essentially what you're saying is I was wrong, which is not a surprise, and that the traditional CDP is not getting a data feed from the data warehouse. It is actually getting feeds from all of the different data sources. So you have these duplicate sources of truth. There's what's captured in my data warehouse, assuming you have one. And then there's also what was captured in my traditional CDP. And those are used for two different things. And essentially, the composable CDP replaces that second platform building that middle layer on top of your data warehouse. So it's all getting fed into that true single source of truth. Exactly. And the CDPs run a lot of what I see as like fear tactics in the market. Like, to do personalization, you need a customer data platform, or to do personalization, you need a single source of truth, or segments famously coined, what good is bad data? But what we find is that companies actually, once they're above a certain size, they have lots of data. They have lots and lots and lots of data. That's not the problem. The problem is that it sits in these technical systems that only an analyst or an engineer or someone who's super well-versed in SQL can actually plumb through. And that's kind of our magic at HighTouch is that we're able to sit directly on top of those systems and give marketers a source of truth that they can activate off of and a self-serve interface to do so that connects to all the tools, hundreds and hundreds of tools that there are companies like every ad network you can imagine to every CRM system or ESP system or engagement system or any SaaS tool across your company. So really just taking the information that exists and putting in the hands of marketers has been our goal from the beginning. Now, talk to me about the implementation. It seems like that's one of the most challenging portions of the traditional CDP. You'd have to go build separate sources of data. You now have your own platform. You have to put the touch points everywhere you want to collect data. Great. You were already funneling everything into a data warehouse. Now you have this middle layer. Who is the person that is actually setting up a composable CDP like High Touch? Is it a data engineer? Is it a marketer who has brand creative expertise and anybody can do it? Is it your traditional podcast host can figure this stuff out? We built our own cloud data warehouse last year, and we're doing some retargeting and figuring out ways to use our own data with this podcast. Something tells me it's not me that's setting up the composable CDP. It's somebody with an engineering or technical degree. How complicated is it? It's a great question. So to do anything in the data space, we have to be honest here. Anyone who says there's no technical skill required to stand up a tool at all is lying. Liars. That's liars. That is one of the example of big promises made by big CDPs. To stand up a typical CDP, a traditional CDP, you have to get your engineers to go through all the places where your customers interact with your brands, like your websites, your mobile apps, point of sale systems, and to actually write code that tracks data in the CDP format, like in the segment way, for example, and says, hey, segment, or hey, CDP, I just added something to my cart. Hey, CDP, a user just signed up. To use high touch, you don't have to have actual software engineers that go through all the actual applications you manage as a company and track data in a new way. Instead, you do need someone who just knows how to query data inside of a data warehouse system. So whoever is able to use a tool like Tableau or Microsoft Power BI or Looker at your company to build reports and analytics queries for your marketing team. Sometimes that's like a marketing analyst. Sometimes that's, I think you mentioned this earlier, Ben, a performance marketer or a CRM manager that's a little bit more tech savvy. And sometimes that's the data team. That is the maximum skill set you need to set up high touch. You just need to tell us where the data is in the data warehouse, and we sort of figure out the rest. 
and you don't actually have to be an engineer to use the platform. And then once it's all stood up, we actually have tons of capabilities that can go directly into the hands of true marketers who are thinking about campaigns, managing the content for those campaigns, et cetera, to come in, build our audiences, and execute these campaigns across the dozens of tools that companies have in their marketing technology stacks. I'll take some words from your former employer segment, what good is bad data? Now, it's great that somebody that has the understanding of how to use Tableau or Looker can go in and implement a composable CDP. But if the data infrastructure, if your data warehouse is set up so that your data is not clean, it seems like you still have a dirty data problem. How are composable CDPs helping marketers make sure that their data is actually clean so when they are able to funnel it to the marketing activation tools, they're actually given good information? So I found a lot of automation tools in the space take concepts like let's say like a Zapier or Mercado or one of these more automation tools in the space. They take concepts from programming like writing API calls or if and else or loops and stuff like that. And they bring them to the hands of business teams by putting it all in a visual UI. And what I find is while that's visual, it's oh so complicated. It's not actually straightforward for a marketing team or an ops team or a business person to use those types of interfaces. And it's very vulnerable to mistakes, if that makes sense. It's very vulnerable to sending the wrong data to the wrong tool or not joining two things properly together or sending an email to the wrong customer, which can be a terrible mistake for a large brand. What I find is that the most important thing, the most important thing that we've actually doubled down on in our product and architecture at High Touch to make sure that marketers are activating quality data is this idea of a catalog. So you have all sorts of data inside of different systems, different databases, different data warehouse, et cetera, at a company. But the first step in using Hightouch is actually doing a little cataloging that says, here are the important fields about a user. Here's some traits I wanted to find on top of those. Here's the appropriate names for those. Turn on autocomplete for some. And here are the different tables I want users to be able to join against, like bank accounts or investments or different objects like that. So that that really sets marketers up for success when they go into the tool and start building audiences and activating them is that there's a reliable data catalog that really underpins the whole platform and every single feature of the platform so that you're not exploring all the data in something like a warehouse using SQL and vulnerable to make mistakes. And you're actually just solving straightforward tasks, just like you would in a typical marketing tool. I think that's actually the most important innovation that we've brought to the data space. And this data catalog can be modified very, very easily by the kind of analyst teams. So if you want a new trait to be exists about a user, you can just go through and add that. If you want to rename something, you can easily do that. Whereas in a lot of CDPs, that whole catalog is just powered off the events that you're sending them from your apps. So anytime you want to change the data, you have to go ask engineers to go change your apps and websites to track data differently. And then you have a bunch of different versions of it in the CDP. So being able to just say, put all the data in the warehouse, dump it all in there, and then say what matters inside of Hightouch is a really big innovation. So last question I have for you is more about the process of how the data is actually sent from the data warehouse. My understanding, a composable CDP is the same thing as reverse ETL. Is that correct? And if so, tell me what reverse ETL, the mechanism which the data is actually sent from the database into the the marketing activation platform. 
So reverse ETL, it's kind of a term that initially our customers were just making up on the calls. They're like, you know, are you bringing data from the warehouse back into tools? Is that just the reverse of ETL, which is this data or IT term revolving around bringing data from different systems like Salesforce and putting it into the warehouse? And, you know, we're basically doing the opposite here. And it's funny, we kind of capitalized on that term and brought it to the wider market. But reverse ETL is just describing the technology process, just a technical process of taking data from the warehouse and bringing it to a tool like Salesforce or Adobe or Braze or Facebook ads. When you think about a composable CDP, we actually expect more from an offering like that. You know, CDP has to be a platform that marketers can actually use, a platform where marketers can come in, answer questions, create audiences, do things like A-B testing, see how those audiences are performing. And on top of our core, just reverse CTL technology, which supports super high scale and powers campaigns for some of the largest companies in the world, we've actually created this whole platform called Customer Studio on top, which allows marketers to get their hands on data. And that is what I would actually call the composable CDP. You know, I want to congratulate your marketing team, Brian, Alec, everybody else that's there, making the decision to move away from the reverse ETL language and getting into talking about a composable CDP feels much more accessible to marketers. ETL is a technical term that scares the shit out of guys like me, (laughs) but understanding a CDP and then thinking about a modification from it is something that feels a little bit more accessible. So I I appreciate the change in marketing language and it feels like it's something more accessible to who your customers actually are. Effectively, what we're trying to tell the market is like, hey, if you're just looking for a CDP to solve your data problem, maybe check out if there's a simpler solution first. Maybe you can compose the teams you already have at your company, like data and marketing, and the technologies you have at your company, like the data warehouse, as well as the tools you have at your company, like Salesforce and Facebook ads and all these existing systems, and not change that much and get a CDP for free. So that's actually where we play in at High Touch. It's one of the most important marketing innovations of the year. Congratulations on the success. Thank you for being a sponsor of the MarTech podcast. And I'm excited to hear from High Touch again in the near future. Thanks for being my guest. Thanks, Ben. All right. That wraps up this episode of the MarTech podcast. Thanks to Tejas Manahar, the co-CEO of High Touch, for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Tejas, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Tejas Manahar, that's T-E-J-A-S-M-A-N-O-H-A-R, or you can visit his company's website, which is hightouch.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is MartechPod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast. 
and I Hear Everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.